you for the I am that is bread and water and all that we need to live. Move me behind the cross. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you. For this is your day. This is your hour. Let the word go forth so that it will pierce our hearts and that we will come to know you better this day and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. This teaching preaching experience has many questions. I start with one that simply says, who is I am? Who is I am? Who is the light in the darkness? Who is the love in the unlovely moments? Who is the one that forgives even the sin that we committed just yesterday? Who is I am? Have you met him on the street? Do you see him in your house? Do you know him and does he know you? Who is I am? How does I am make the difference between our life and our death? What if I told you I am was light? What if I told you I am is bread? What if I told you that I am the reason we have life today? Would you believe me? Would you think to yourself, who in the world is she describing in the words of I am? If we were talking about ourselves personally, you might walk and look in the mirror and say, wow, I am beautiful. And if someone heard you talking to yourself in the mirror, they'd say, you are crazy. Okay, now she's having an I am conversation with this mysterious mystery person in the mirror. Uh-huh. Do you think it's Snow White? Do you think it's the seven dwarfs? Have you gone all the way back? Now you're talking to yourself in the mirror. You know, people have written about songs about talking to the people in the mirror. So you're not by yourself if you declare and say, I am who God says that I am. That's a bold statement. That's an affirming statement. That's something that you can sink your teeth in because it's something about being able to say, I'm working to become all that God says that I am. Some of us, that's the greatest declaration we can actually speak at the beginning of a day. Because by the time we get in our car, drive up the street, go down around the corner, lose our parking space, we've almost lost our mind and we're about to say, instead of I am beautiful and I'm working on being all that I am, we're turning around and saying, I'm going to do all that I can. Not to put my hands around that person that just cut me off for the 50th time. Folks, sometimes we lose our mind in our car. We say the declaration of, I am who God says that I am. I'm wonderful, I'm beautiful, I'm fearlessly and wonderfully made. And we go through all of these moments and we lose our connection with the great I am. 
sometimes in the first 25 minutes that we leave our house. Truly, count it down. Get in the car and drive five minutes. Get out your house and walk 25 minutes. And if you're not careful, you've lost the connection to the great I am. Who is the I am? Is he the light? Is he the bread? Is he the way out of no way? Is he the one who will transform our lives? Is he the one who can give us the peace that surpasses all understanding? Is he the one that can speak to us in the dark and say, it's going to be all right. I got you covered. No matter what you're feeling, I know your name. Last week, we celebrated Holy Communion. And we shared the bread of life together, the sacrament, the means of grace, the sacrament of communion, the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, that he gave his life, that we would have everlasting life. For you see, Jesus is the bread of life. And he died and rose so that we could have life. So when I ask the question, who is the I am? And somebody says, to me, he is the light. And somebody else says, to me, he is the bread. And somebody else says, he is the way out of nowhere. He is the one who kept me out of the crazy farm. Everybody's correct. For he is the bread of life. He is the light that lights our path. He is the way out of nowhere. He is the bright and morning star. He is all that he says that he is. And some. So what does it mean to each of us to embrace the bread of life, the light of the world, the good shepherd, the resurrection, the life, the way, the truth, the true vine, all of these words come out of the book of John describing who the I am is. Who do you say that he is? Have you met the great I am? Have you called his name and he said yes? Have you been greeted and connected face to face? Take a moment and remember when you believe the first time that you met the great I am. Were you in trouble? Were you pleading out in the middle of the night? Or whether was it a peaceful place? Maybe on a hill far away. Where did you go for that second to remember the first time you met I am? The first time you felt his presence. The first time he protected you in a place of terrible challenge. Was it a sweet connection? Did he encourage you? Did he guide you out of a tough space? Or maybe when you met I am, you was making promises. If you just get me out of this. If you just keep me. One more time. I won't do that anymore. I won't drive down that street. I won't hang with those people. I won't say that anymore. Were you pleading and begging? 
save me. Help me. Hold me. Keep me. What were you doing when you met the great I am? Sermon this morning is simply called, Who is I Am? As you think about the moments of what it means to get to know who I am is and what meeting and encountering I am, what does it mean to you? I want you to think about the Ephesians passage. That letter from Paul is to the people of Ephesus. And it's often called an instructional letter. It helps us to understand when we encounter God, there's some things we need to stop doing. We need to change our lives. We need to roll a little different. We might even have to fire a few friends. It doesn't mean you get up and it doesn't mean you get special, but you get into your relationship of what it means to know God. And some of it is very simple instruction, but they're simple and hard to do. First one right off the top, don't lie. Pink lie, purple lie, white lie, orange lie, brown lie, yellow lie, tiny lie, big lie. Don't lie. And you may say, well, Pastor, why are you, why, why are you getting so? Because it's simple, but sometimes for folk it's hard to do. Some of us grew up, and we grew up with old people, and they had a lot of stuff that matched this passage. If you lie, you'll steal. If you steal, you'll kill. You got to get up out of here if that's what you're doing. And I used to wonder, where do these people get all of these little funny little things they say? Ephesians says it's scripture. Don't lie. Don't have malice. Forgive one another. I could park right there and do a whole sermon on just forgive one another. Don't be angry. Don't be fussy. It has a whole series of instructional things that we all as human beings need to stop doing. It's a pretty intimate circle in here today. If I asked how many of you have lied in the last 24 hours, some of y'all would fall down on the floor and say, don't pick on me. If I was asked another group of anybody in here been angry with somebody over the last 24 hours, the rest of y'all would fall the other way. In our human condition, we will do things. But God says, I need you to know me as the great I am. And what I want you to do more than anything with one another is to learn how to love each other. Old people used to also tell you, don't, don't go to bed angry. And my grandmother, I, you know, God love her, rest her soul, she went on already to glory. But she would say, don't go to bed angry because you wake up ugly. And I said to myself, really? I don't want to try because I really don't want to wake up ugly, but you can't sleep very well at night if you're angry with somebody. You're tossing, you turn, and you twist. It's, either, it's better to just go on and say, I'm sorry. Start over than to go to bed. Because if you go to bed angry and the sun goes down on your stuff, you will wake up a little twisted the next day. You'll be rushing to want to say, I'm sorry, or get into right relationship because your neck is a little crooked at that point. 
You done been to bed. You done laid down. You done slept on the arm that you know you can't sleep on. You can't get comfortable. I'm telling you, don't go to bed angry. Very basic instructions. Why is this passage crucial when we look at the message coming out of the gospel? If you don't realize that the I am is the light of God, you won't seek to tell the truth. But once you realize that the I am is the light shining on your, your life and all your bumps and pimples are rising up, but his grace and his love and his mercy say, I've seen the pimple and it's still all right. I've seen who you are and I still love you. I'm showing the light upon your life, but I still wanted you to have faith in me because I am the great I am. And if you have a relationship with me, your life will be different. So rely upon your faith in Jesus Christ to live, not who you think you are all by yourself. When we are bound by unforgiveness, the light of God will show that on our lives. You ever meet a person and they say, I have forgiven everybody. And then you happen to mention one person's name from your high school, and all of a sudden their body language just get just twisted. Don't talk about so-and-so and so-and-so. I haven't seen them since whenever. You say, but I thought you had forgiven everybody. I have, but I have decided that I don't want anything to do with that person. Ding, 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 red light. Forgiveness has not been walked through. You're still relying on your self-control and our self-control. When the Lord says, repent of our sins, embracing the I am is imitating and doing as God has done for us. If he has forgiven us, he calls us to forgive others. When we call upon the love that Jesus Christ gives us, we can do something new. We don't have to hold that unforgiveness in our back pocket and act like we don't know what that is back there. Every time you say, oh, I buried the hatchet, but then you can go out in the backyard and just dig it up right away. It's not really buried. It's in a known place. And you back there digging and putting it back in the ground, digging it back up, then putting it back in the ground. Hello. That's not forgiveness. Really isn't. It's a conditional kind of thing. I'm going to do X if you do Y. But if we're imitators of Jesus Christ, as it says in Ephesians 5, 1, that we ought to imitate the Lord thy God. If we're going to love like he loved, forgive like he loved, we're going to let it go. Loose it and let it go. Don't even figure out. Don't even bury it. Put it in the trash compactor. Break it down. Get rid of it. And ask God, how will you, as the great I am, Renew me and restore me and make me new again. The Ephesians passage tells us how to imitate a victorious Jesus. It doesn't say 
be like Gerald or be like Joyce. It doesn't even say be like Mike. It says be like Jesus. If we don't know who the great I am is, it's very difficult to be like somebody you don't know. You can guess, you can pretend, but unless we get to know Jesus and allow Jesus to get to know us, unless we start seeing that the light is guiding our pathway and walk that way instead of walking that way, we won't know how good God is. We can operate in self all day long. And some of us have said we've gotten pretty good at taking care of ourselves all by ourselves. I stopped by here this morning and say, try breathing all by yourself. See if it works. Go ahead. Anybody got the breath of life? You've created that? Okay, I don't see any. I can breathe by myself. Okay, we want an ocean view. Anybody over here can create an ocean view? Well, I don't think there's any ocean view creators over here. But if we are like the Lord, we can connect into something that is so great because just as we started, we can look in the mirror and say, I am seeking to be all that God is calling me to be and pursue that relationship than one that's based on bitterness, malice, anger, hatred, selfishness, and just plain old bad attitude. Some of us wake up with it. And I'm praying that we all be delivered from whatever that is in us, that whether it's based on fear or based on just our own personal unbelief, but we have to be willing to start this relationship process because God is present. Jesus is present. The Holy Spirit is present in all places. For the Lord says to us, whoever believes in me shall have real life, eternal life. I am the bread of life. If you eat what I'm offering you, you will hunger no more. If you trust and believe and have faith in me, you will stop worrying about some of the stuff you've been worrying about. Newsflash. Parents, you can't fix your kids. But you can love them and not have to be hung up on them. You can give them guidance, but you don't have to give them everything they've requested. Because Jesus is not like that with us. He promised us the bread of heaven, manna. And we would hunger no more and thirst no more. But he didn't promise us every widget. Every consumer item, every brand new whatever, he promised us love, unspeakable love, joy, unspeakable love, relationship. But what he promised more than anything else is that we have the gift of eternal life. Do you want what the I am is offering? Or do you want to stay where you are? 
Those are big life questions. And really, when you get in your prayer closet, you decide that you want to walk with the Lord and know the Lord. And you can begin to see what it really means to imitate a true and living God. You'll stop worrying about what your next door neighbor has. You'll even stop worrying about what you haven't been able to achieve at this point. You'll get into a relationship that runs the way the Lord wants it to run. For the I am is much bigger than us. Whatever we think we can control by ourselves, newsflash. If we choose to depend on the true and living God, we will literally have a gift that is so amazing. Christ calls us to embrace new life. That new life is in him. I ask you, are you hungry enough to believe that you can change and let God lead the change? Do you believe that you can come out of darkness because it's a simple glimpse of light that's shining over you? If I were to tell you that all it takes is a pen-sized piece of light to literally shine on you, to feel the presence of a true and living God, to feel the essence of the Holy Spirit. He wants relationship with us. And he's inviting us day after day after day. And we keep telling him, you make an appointment with me. I'll get back to you. I don't have time for that right now. I have some other things I need to handle. But the great I am is saying, I am the most important thing to all my people. For I am the light. They'll have no more darkness. I am their shepherd and I will lead them all the way. I am the bread and manna for heaven, and I will literally fill their spiritual souls. I am the vine. I shape the way they'll grow. I am the heart and the soul because I give them eternal life. I'm not just anybody. I am the great I am. So hold tight. Hold steadfast. Decide that you want to be this day like the great I am. So you will hunger no more. You will thirst no more. You will embrace grace and you will know that he is real. Celebrate the gift of resurrection. For you were once dead. In sin. And he shot a light on your life. And he offered you not just any life, but brand new spanking resurrected life. Better than anything that anybody anywhere has ever offered you. If you're going to imitate anybody, imitate the one who's worth imitating. If you're going to walk in your forgiveness, don't walk in it halfway walking it all the way. And if you're going to acknowledge 
the difference between life and death. Choose life because the I am is who he says that he is. And what he whispers upon each of us is I've called you to be all that I've called you to be. Declare that the I am is real and then see where he will take you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, I thank you that you have spoke to us. Some of you will run home and make a call to start forgiving someone. Others will step into the light and say, here I am, Lord, use me. And others may sit for a moment just to feel the presence of a true and living God who says he is who he is, and that's all good. Touch us and guide us and keep us. In Jesus' name, amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. And I pray that as we walk this journey this week, that we will stay connected to the great I am.